Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You picked a good one. You picked a good one. It's the early line on SportsGrid. I'm Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie Wrightside. We are on the heels of game number one in the Eastern Conference Finals. DRS, how you feeling? Yeah, feeling good today. You know, Wednesday, hump day, halfway through the week. And I love the fact that the NBA is back in our lives. And last night, as Kevin was talking to me before the show started, a little bit of anger on Twitter. I told you this was coming. Well, I told you this show was coming. We're ready to roll. Oh, we certainly are. Seven and seven top headlines. If we get to more than three of them, it would be miraculous. We begin in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game number one, the Miami Heat win 118 to 107. Before the game got underway, Marcus Smart out that right uh, foot sprain there. Apparently more important than we had thought about it. How about Al Horford misses the game? Health and safety protocols. But I don't know if it would have made the difference. Maybe it would have. But then again, Jimmy Butler went out there. 41 points. Nine rebounds. Five assists. Four steals. Three, bo- three blocks. Plus 25. The best player in the playoffs has been Jimmy Butler during this postseason. Game number one, Donnie. Same exact story. Yeah, and you know what I like, too? Hey, I'm willing to get to the free throw line. 17 of 18 from the charity stripe, which is impressive. But, Kevin, how many times do we do this? Get out the crystal ball. If I were to told you, or if I were to tell you that this game was going to go like this, how about this? Tatum's going to go for 29. Ooh, tangy. Brown's going to get 24. <laughs> Williams is going to come back and get 18. And you're going to get a bench player named Peyton Pritchard to drop 18 points also. Blowout winner for the Celtics. Welcome to the NBA. Not so fast here. The Miami Heat are a good basketball team and even better when they're playing at home. Nice win for the Heat last night. Nice comeback win for the Heat last night. And and you would think, like, oh, come on now. Everybody everybody thought the Heat would get game. I don't know. Five minutes in, I was seeing the tweets. Welcome to the playoffs, Miami. How dare you? How dare you? You might look at, by the way, the Miami Heat won one quarter in this game, and it was the third quarter. 39-14, a 22-2 run. The Boston Celtics did not make a field goal for the first seven minutes of the third quarter. I said Jimmy Butler was the best player in this series. How we looking? I said Miami had the better defense in this series. How we looking? We're going to keep following this. By the way, the Miami Heat now series favorites on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We will expand on all of this, the updated prices, how we got here throughout our show today. We also got some news last night as it pertains to the bad teams, and that involves the Orlando Magic. How about a great day for them? They win the lottery, and now we'll be picking number one overall when we get to the NBA draft in the later end of June. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing that's interesting about this, too, when you take a look at the Orlando Magic. This is the fourth time they're going to have the number one overall pick. And, you know, I can only go on prior experiences in my love of the Philadelphia sports scene where we see in the draft nobody good at number one, and yet they got what? Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Webber, and Dwight Howard with their previous number ones? Huh? We'll see where they're going to get with this one here and if he also turns into a superstar, Kevin. Look, obviously it was a huge day for the Orlando Magic. The thing is... 
I don't think it's clear-cut who goes number one overall. The FanDuel Sportsbook did see a shift in those odds after the lottery was awarded to the Orlando Magic. Let me bring that radio audience into the fold. Appreciate all those tuning in throughout the Sports Grid landscape. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. I'm Kevin Walsh. That's Donnie Wright. We're here on the early line. Jabari Smith was a plus 100 favorite to go first overall. That moves up to minus 130 after the Magic win the lottery there. So perhaps a connection, a lot for us to break down in that respect. Over on the ice, the NHL playoffs continue. The Stanley Cup playoffs, round number two. Here was my big takeaway, Donnie. Tampa Bay wins 4-1 over Florida. The Avs win it 3-2 in overtime against the St. Louis Blues. The big takeaway, double unders to start round two. Yeah, how about that? Like, we like those six goals, seven goals, eight goals there, those first rounds that we've been saying. It does tend to tighten up here as the playoffs move forward. But I got to tell you, if you're the Lightning, right, and you just have that pedigree for winning championships, the Panthers are a very good hockey club here, and you just go into their building and storm them four to one, that's a big victory there to start that series off for the Lightning. And no surprise, we're not surprised by that. Yeah, again, that that the winning pedigree of the Tampa Bay Lightning on full yes. display. Big, obviously, result there for the Avs to hold uh, serve in overtime there. How about a tough headline for Nathan Eovaldi, who allowed not one, not two, not three, not four, but five home runs in the second inning alone against the Houston Astros. That's one way to get a team total over on the Houston Astros there, DRS. Yeah, yesterday the handicap was those hot bats of the Astros versus Eovaldi. Something has to give. Well, Eovaldi gave way in the second inning. And you just mm-hmm. say to yourself, hey, you know what, man? He threw eight innings. There's a trooper out there. Gave up five home runs. No, he gave up five home runs in one inning early in that ball game. It was like he ran out of gas in the sixth inning. He was full of gas and got peppered in the second there. Houston Astros, hot bats here, laying low under that radar here. Now, I will say, who in the world gets the runway to sit out there to give up five home runs? I mean, is that really the state of this Red Sox staff right now? It's an ugly scene. Uh, In some other AL East news, though, this one positive. Aaron Judge, what a day at the dish. Included two home runs. Would have been third if not for the horrific measurements that now are offered up there at Camden Yards. He's 5-1, to which is co-favorites with Mike Trout to win the AL MVP. Favor to win the home run crown. Also an unfortunate piece of news in the NFL, Tariq Cohen. Tears his Achilles, which happened on an Instagram Live workout. We'll be back. It's the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili wickdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wick nuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last Back right here on the early line, Heat Celtics game number one. DRS, is it true they're going to name it the Jimmy Butler Eastern Conference Finals MVP if he keeps this thing up? Larry's not yeah, even going to last through it. the series. 
Why not? Uh-uh. Larry's going to Larry's going to have his own press conference. I'm just not deserving of this because these performances by Jimmy Buckets are outrageous. My goodness, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, 41 points, nine rebounds, mm-hmm. five assists, four steals, three bo- three blocks, and a game high plus 25. Jimmy Butler has been the best player in this postseason. That's not hyperbole. That's not an overreaction to this game. That has been consistently true throughout this postseason, and I've said it at each and every turn. And we talked about this series going into it, and I think a lot of people give the nod to Jason Tatum, and they give that nod without hesitation. This is not meant to be any type of slot to Jason, uh, slight to Jason Tatum, but truthfully, people are just not paying enough attention. I think that's becoming even more clear. Sometimes I say that in jest. Yesterday, the fact that people, after five minutes of this basketball game, told the Miami Heat, the number one seed, welcome to the playoffs. You haven't been paying attention. Welcome to Miami Heat basketball is all I can offer you up in return. I understand the Boston Celtics were without key players. People were aware of that in the midst of this game when they told me that this game was over, done, and dusted. Jimmy Butler was phenomenal, otherworldly in this basketball game. And here is the big thing for me, Donna, because I'm sure a lot of people this morning will say, okay, well, you won't see Jimmy play that well again. Exactly to the T's, to the numbers, no, I got you. But can Jimmy Butler be the best player in this series? Not only can he, I expect him to, Donnie, and that always makes a difference. No, and this is one of those guys where you see during the regular season, the Heat are a fun, a, a, uh, the foundation of the basketball team is on fundamentals, right? You could do 25 tonight, I'll get 25 tonight, 25 for this guy, but Jimmy Butler's really taking it up a notch here in the playoffs, Kevin, which is so impressive here. And I joked about a couple weeks ago, like, you look and say, hey, man, Jimmy Butler, you know, 36, 37, no, he's much younger than that. So it shouldn't be a surprise that he has this energy this late in the season, at least in the playoffs, to go off for seeming like 30 to 40 points every single night that they take the court. But the one thing I do like about this if, if you're taking a look at the Miami Heat overall you knew they play well at home right so when you're focused on this game and we've talked about this Kevin all week saying you know what I, I think the Miami Heat are the better team in this series I like the Miami Heat in game one not to say that it's a guarantee that either the Heat were going to win game one or the Heat are going to win this series but coming into it right you had the game six Friday night where you needed every single ounce of effort from Jason Tatum to win in game six to overcome Giannis and the Bucks. Then you played a game seven on Sunday. Then on Monday, you fly down to Miami and you find yourself playing the Miami Heat on the Tuesday. And they came out well, won the first quarter and the second quarter, talking about the Boston Celtics. But sooner or later, you thought this was going to catch up, even if, let's just say they had Al Horford and Marcus Smart. You knew that wall was coming eventually here, but you just can't overcome, Kevin, two starters down and on short rest to go take on the Miami Heat. They lived it up in the first half, but in the second half, Miami Heat, specifically the third quarter, really took control. And again, I know Marcus Smart wasn't out there, and I know Al Horford wasn't out there, and those are a couple of starters for Boston. We're not, we're not going to bring in Kyle Lowry because people probably don't even – it seems like people don't even aren't aware that Kyle Lowry's on the Miami Heat. But what I can't stand is everybody now somehow blaming the entire game on Peyton Pritchard. Folks, when did you turn the game on? With six minutes to go. Peyton Pritchard played 30 minutes, made four threes, scored 18 points, and was a minus one. But, you know, now, if the whole, if the entire run happened because of Peyton Pritchard, certainly, Donna, he'd have been about a minus 20 or something of the nature. But that's not what happened. Yeah, he was picked on in the fourth quarter, no doubt about it. But the Miami Heat came out of the, that halftime, right? They trailed this basketball game by eight points. And when that quarter was over, the game felt over. And you know what that comes down to? It's an aspect of this series that I don't feel like has been discussed enough here. But it's a coaching advantage. And it's a big coaching advantage. And it has nothing to do with Ime Udoka, who's been good for Boston. Legitimately deserved consideration for Coach of the Year this season. And I adore that people think he's already better than Brad Stevens with all the Brad Stevens love we had to hear out of Boston year after year after year. But basically, Donnie, almost anybody at this point is going to be at a disadvantage going up against Eric Spolstrom. Adjustments made, intensity elevated, offers up a zone defense that Boston basically you know, acted as if they hadn't seen throughout their entire basketball careers at any level and tilted this game on its head. And you saw the statistics if you were watching the game. The biggest point differential advantage for any basketball team in this postseason in a singular quarter is the Miami Heat in the third quarter. That is directly correlated, Donnie, to having the best coach in the NBA in Eric Spolstra. 
Yeah, it's great. Eric Spolstra has a, a, been an amazing story here in the NBA. You talk about one of those guys, oh, I just watched film like in the barrels or the basement of the you know United Airlines Arena, whatever it used to be called back in the day before they changed it. And you say to yourself, okay, how's he going to – remember when LeBron James went to South Beach? The inclination's like, hey, you know what? Hey, Spo, man, I, I like this guy. But, hey, Pat, once you get on the sideline, coach us up to some championships. Mm-hmm. Pat Riley goes, trust me on this one. This guy's going to be a really good one and amazing. You know, years and years and years later, you're looking at yourself like, man, he might be one of the best, if not the best coaches in the NBA at this point. And that's what you trust here. Even when you try to take a look at Kevin, how many times on teams that we see it in the NBA, you play for your paycheck. We say, well, this guy makes a lot of money. He's got to play. Duncan Robinson doesn't even see the court right now. Why? Because the matchups aren't there, and he's obviously not playing good basketball. You're not shoehorning him in. You're taking your time with your matchups night in and night out. And quite frankly, when you look at just the starting lineup here for the Miami Heat, P.J. Tucker, Butler, Adebayo, Vincent, and Struess, you say to yourself, that's nowhere near as talented as the Boston Celtics. Well, when you have a coach that's able to use mismatches to your advantage, this is what you get, a very good Miami Heat team. And I don't know if Kyle Lowry is going to come back or just one of those, hey, kid, Sit on the sideline until you're really healthy, which means maybe next year in training camp and we'll get you going in <laughs> September and October. But it's been working for the Miami Heat. You're down a starter, which you thought getting this guy like, man, this is one of those grimy guys going to fit right in, play good defense, hustle, and just be one of those stalwarts in the playoffs. They don't even need him. It's pretty incredible. And let me just add this other point here because then we can expand a little bit more even on the Boston Celtics side of this, right? But I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, ah, you know, you look for the outlier performance, right? And again, Jimmy's not going to average 40 for the series. But also, do you think Bam Adebayo is going to average 10? Here's my point of this. Ah, well, you know, Miami, you know, crazy three-point shooting. They were at home. They made less threes than the Boston Celtics. Ah, Jimmy feasted at the the line. That's not sustainable. They shot only two more free throws than the Boston Celtics. This was, this was just a team that was better across the field here. That's what the Miami Heat offered up in this basketball game. And I want to make another point here because there's a lot of people, I think, that are going to chalk this up to Miami was more rested. That's going to change. What do you mean that's going to change? Jason Tatum played 44 minutes a game high. Jalen Brown played 43 minutes. Both of those, which that's more minutes than anybody on the Miami Heat side played of this. Don, it, it, to suggest that we go out there for game number two and all of a sudden now the, the rest level is the exact same makes no sense. Boston was the team that was in a seven-game war. We saw that that it has caught up to them now seemingly a little bit in the Marcus Smart injury there. They're taxing Tatum. They're taxing Jalen Brown. If you are somebody out there that feel like the only reason the Heat won is because they had a rest edge, I'm not saying I feel that way. I'm not saying Donnie does. But, Donnie, if people think that this is just what Miami had a rest advantage, that rest advantage isn't going anywhere, Donnie. No, it's certainly not going anywhere. And also, these weren't suspensions here for Marcus Smart and Al Horford. One guy has COVID, which means he's probably automatically out for game two. And Marcus Smart has a midfoot sprain. How easy is that to come back from and play a full NBA game? It's not. So if we're looking at Jason Tatum playing 44 minutes, you know what he's going to do in game two, Kevin? He's going to play another 44 minutes because nobody wants to be mm-hmm. down 0-2 heading back into their own building here. Now, maybe when the reserves come back, Al Horford clears COVID protocols. Maybe Marcus Smart gets a little bit healthier. We'll look at this differently. But you're right. The Celtics aren't in a better boat now after game one. They're down 0-1, still looking like they're going to be down two starters. And quite frankly, they had a game where they probably thought they should have won being up at the half dominating that, and they ended up dropping it in the third quarter. That's a tough overall loss here for the Boston Celtics. There's no added advantage for the Celtics in game two. And that's the thing. Listen, Jason Tatum went out there and had a postseason career high halftime point total of 21. Listen, this is not a situation where, ah, you know, it was a bad Tatum game. No, it wasn't. They had, this team was up by as much as 13 in this basketball game, played their guys full slate of minutes, and did not get the job done. We'll stick with this a little bit more right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, a couple things I want to get to on South Park. Some updated numbers here. And then I want to talk a little Warriors-Mavs. Obviously, we'll get a full Game 1 preview in Hour 2. Let me start with this, Donnie, see if we're on the same page here. Miami's a four-point favor over the Boston Celtics. Game number two, that line's out. It started at five on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's worked its way down to four. My question is, you see that line, and is that either A, no smart, no Horford, or the FanDuel Sportsbook said, all right, you know what? Enough undervalue in the Miami Heat. We got to offer up them some respect. No, I, I think it's that same carbon copy of what you saw late at game time as opposed to what we saw earlier in the day at the minus one and a half. That four shows that, A, the Miami Heat are a good basketball team, B, they're home, but C, Marcus Smart and Al Horford probably, I'm going to say, not going to play. And if they do play, which means Horford, I don't think, is going to play. Marcus Smart, is he going to be full blast out there? MVP, mm -hmm. like defensive player of the year type player? I don't think so. I think that shows a combination of what we saw game one and also two starters possibly being down once again for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's a good point. It's, it's a good point of kind of what do you expect from Marcus Smart upon turn? And, and look. Marcus Smart missed the game in that Milwaukee series. Came back and and for the most part was good, but clearly, you know, this, you know, he's he's battling injury now as this postseason continues. It's taken its toll on the defensive player of the year. The Horford thing is a little more difficult to figure out um, because you know, in, as far as guys that have been impacted by COVID during this postseason, Paul George, his team played one game was what uh, was eliminated. Zach Levine, his team played one more game and then they were eliminated here. So uh, this is kind of a not I want to say a first case here, but we're, we're going to see a lot of question marks around when we could see Al Horford again. I think if all of a sudden those two both popped in, yes, this line would go and move off of the four. I don't know if it goes all the way back down to that one and a half, though, that we had saw upon the initial open. I do think Miami's earned some respect, and we've seen that now in the outright market here. Miami goes to minus 155. The Celtics go to plus 125. And this is another area that we've talked about a lot here, the ever-changing nature of the odds within the series off of one game. My thing, though, is if you're really interested in backing the Boston Celtics, I still think you're better off being a game two better than running to the window on plus 125 for the series. What were your thoughts when you saw the updated series prices? It didn't surprise me because we knew those violent swings were going to take place. Like we were scratching our head for the early part of the week saying, now hold on here. And me saying repeatedly, this looks like they already have the Boston Celtics up 1-0 with this price here in the series because now we see it shifting for the Miami Heat at minus 155, and I'm not going to be surprised up till game time if that doesn't increase minus 160, minus 165, or higher because, again, if we're looking at the Miami Heat, we're coming into game one, Kevin, as that plus, I don't know, 140-type price range. They were still a slight favorite even before the injury news came down for the Boston Celtics. So now we're taking a look at the Miami Heat with a 1-0 series lead and possibility of mm -hmm. a four even higher point spread in to game two. No surprise for me if we don't see an, even a carbon copy. Minus 175 in the way that we saw the Boston Celtics, we might see a minus 175 by the time the game takes off before game two in a favor now for the Miami Heat. And what's going to be really interesting is if Miami can hold serve in game number two, how high does that go? I think you're talking above minus 300 on the Miami Heat. You're going to see a lot of people look to swoop in on Boston, especially then if they get back to Boston and the expectation is a returning smart and a returning offer. And I think that makes and I think that makes sense. Obviously, we know where I think this series is going. I want to bring up one more thing, and it's going to transition us nicely into Mavs Warriors here. They have now, Donnie, updated uh markets for 
highest points per game uh, of the series as well as highest uh, made threes for the series. But it's points per game that catches my eye. Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler now are co-favorites at minus 105. Jimmy Butler scores 41 in game one. Jason Tatum scores 29 in game one. Uh, Listen, I do not think it is an overreaction to be betting Jimmy Butler in this market. I just don't. Jimmy Butler has been doing this all postseason long. For those that don't know, Jimmy Butler was scoring more points per game during this postseason than Jason Tatum. Jimmy Butler has had multiple 40-point games throughout this postseason. So is he going to get another 40 spot? No. But, hey, listen, you expect Jimmy to get you at least another 30 spot, if not multiple 30-point-per-game performances. And we saw the Heat start to, I don't want to say figure out, but make life very, very difficult on Jason Tatum in the second half of that game. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Minus 105, Jimmy Butler to lead this series in scoring with a 12-point advantage. That feels like a good play. It actually does feel like a good play, and I have to get that, that I don't want to say recency bias out of my head for Jimmy Butler, where you're saying, okay, he's that guy, Kevin, that scores, what, 20 to 25 points a game. He'll settle into that. When we know Jason Tatum is going to put up routinely 21 shots in game one, it's probably going to increase to 25 shots in game two. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the Celtics' leading scorer, and typically that winds up in that high 20s range, and we know Jason Tatum can go off for 40-plus points like we saw in that Buck series. But I think getting that 12-point lead after game one, seeing as Tatum played 44 minutes in game one where you're saying mm-hmm. you, know, you might have one of those dead leg types of scenarios because God, I can't get over this Friday game six Sunday game seven Tuesday game one and then you flip right back over into game two we're due for one of those performances Kevin on in play sports net we said man I bet Jason Tatum tonight the guy's out here two of 11 uh-huh. to start six points at the break here we go and they get run off the court that could be a possibility because also we're not taking a look at this as a Jason Tatum had 41 and Jimmy Butler had 29. The lead is in the court now for Jimmy Butler. If he goes out and just plays average, Kevin, 25 points per game, it's a legitimate chance that him just getting 25 points a game will be able to take that down. Again, you have a 12-point advantage now in Jimmy's favor. That is not an insignificant marker there, as you're saying. So I want to take that. I want to make our way over to the odds within the Warriors-Mavericks series. Golden State's minus 230. We'll see this open up in a tight off course. There's a couple of different areas I want to talk about here, but I want to start right away, highest points per game. Now, there's a clear-cut favorite. It's Luka at minus 390. I think there. I think this is basically a singular market. I would bet that there are more there are more Steph Curry bets than everybody else in this market combined, but it's worth asking. Steph is plus 320 to lead this series in points per game. Any chance he can go out there and outscore Luka Doncic for however long this series is going to go? I don't know. Like and, and the question brings up because can Steph go off? Absolutely he can. But there's other guys on that Warriors team that can absolutely go off. Because if you're looking from a scoring perspective, you look at the Dallas Mavericks. If they score, I don't know, 115 points a game, what are we looking at from Luka? Uh, That's 40 spot from Luka, right? You could see 115 Mm -hmm. points a game here from the Warriors, and you're going like, all right, I can see Steph with 30. I could see Clay with 30. Maybe Poole steps up with a 30 spot. There's a lot of options here for the Warriors to go to. So if I'm looking just from a scoring perspective here, and if you don't really have a lockdown defender that can stop Luka, quite frankly, I don't think anybody in the NBA can actually do that regardless. But you're looking from a Luka Doncic perspective. He's going to go off whether they lose or win. And I like to take that swing there. Steph can light it up. There's no question about it. But does Steph need to light it up, Kevin, every game is the question. And and not only that, again, but th- this is where Luca is ba- from in this market. He's kind of bad game proof, right? Like if you go through this postseason right now, the lowest number that Luka Doncic has offered is 24 points. That's the lowest he's offered, and he has the highest ceiling. 45 points is the most he's scored during this during this um, postseason. The the market though, where I think you find some Steph Curry value is the highest threes made per game. We talked about this going into the series against Memphis. I believe Steph was a plus 125. I know I talked about it on the show. And, and sometimes you can be you know very simplistic in your approach. It's Steph Curry. Of course Steph Curry is going to lead a series that he's in and made three-point shots per game. And he led that Memphis series. He, he made three more than the next closest man. 
And we go into this series here, and it's Steph at plus 160, Luka at plus 210, Clay at plus 260. Listen, I get it. Clay's due always for one big game. Luka has the ability to get hot as well and is going to have a ton of volume. It's Steph Curry. It's plus 160. That's the way you approach this to me, DRS. Yeah, you know what's interesting, too? When you take a look at the, the two things we just looked at, right, where series highest points average, you say to yourself, well, that's probably going to be Luka Doncic, right? And then you flip it over and say series highest three-point average is made, and it's Steph Curry at plus 160, right? Like, you have two guys, Luka Doncic, minus 390, where you say, I think he's going to lead this series in points. But then again, you flip it over to Steph Curry. Why would you not take the plus 160 at that point? Because to me, isn't it a clear, you know, directive? Luka's going to score the most points, probably. And immediately, mm-hmm. when you talk about making the most three-point shots, Steph Curry pops right up into your head. But you're not laying a minus 390 on Steph Curry to lead this, you know, Eastern or Western Conference final in three-point shooting. It's amazing. I like that three-point shooting market much, much better than I do like the points, even though I think Luka Doncic does take that crown. But a minus 390 pace, I'm probably, or price, excuse me, I'm probably not willing to do that. But a plus 160 on Steph Curry to make more threes than everybody else, yeah, that sounds about right. You would believe, at least I would believe, that if Luke ends up making more threes per game than Steph, this is probably a pretty ugly situation all of a sudden for the Golden State Warriors. Have you had a chance to look at any of the popular parlays for this series? I think the one that you're going to see most people interested in is Steph to average 25 in a Golden State win. That's plus 100. Here's one that I really like, and I actually think this number has moved down. Luca to have the highest points, rebounds, and assists average all across the board in this series of plus 185. Again, we've talked about it. Points seem like a given. Assists lean his way. He's just got to, what, out-rebound Draymond Green? At plus 185, you're involved in Luca all series. I like that one as well. Yeah, how about this one? Curry, Thompson, and Poole to average 75-plus points combined in a series, sitting at a plus-250 price. If we're looking for offense, those three guys are supposed to give it to you. We'll see how high they can run those numbers up. Yeah, again, I think you maybe would love to push that number down to 70, and maybe we could start to talk about it there. It's a big ask, but it's a big a ask for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Now, boost it. We'll be right back here on the other line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back with you here on Sports Grid. We make the switch over from the NBA to Major League Baseball. And a lot of good stuff yesterday really jumped right off the page. Uh, One thing that we saw, though, was the Los Angeles Dodgers, man. When this team gets right, boy, do they get right. You you, you take a look at a doubleheader yesterday. Uh, They won the first one 7-6, and it just continued. They win the second game 12-3. The big story is that offense because there's a couple of guys who I feel like statistical profiles don't jump out in the way. 
way that you really would have anticipated to start this season. But, uh, man, here come those Dodgers, 24-12 and 12 on the season. Really, they've been so good at Dodger Stadium, too, as you would expect, 14-5 and five at home so far this year. Yeah, waiting for Mookie Betts to wake up. Maybe he woke up yesterday. But also, if you're looking from a Dodgers run line perspective, and some people kind of upset with that first game and how it bailed out, and particularly the night before as well, blowing it in the ninth inning. But they still pick up that win in game one of the doubleheader, seven to six, and absolutely pulverized the Diamondbacks in game two of that doubleheader, 12 to three. This is what you anticipated, right? Sweeps by the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks. Get used to it. That's what they need to do, though. You know, I mean, this team dropped a series to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and probably should have been swept at home, too, as much as I'm talking about as yeah. good they've been at home. Yep. Probably should have been swept at home by the Philadelphia Phillies here. So this was a get-right spot for this team, and they are getting right. They are taking advantage. All of a sudden, what do you know? Boom, just like that. It's a four-game win streak for the L.A. Dodgers. This is a team that's not been pushed off their platform. And when we talk about not just a favorite in the NL West, but a big favorite at a minus 230, and their status as the favorites in the National League at a plus 220. Let me ask you this quickly, because the Yankees' number continues to grow. They're 6-1 to one to win the World Series. The Dodgers are plus 460. Do you see any world in where we get to the postseason and the Dodgers are not World Series favorites? Um, I, I would say depending on how the Mets finish the season and also getting DeGrom back healthy because mm. right now DeGrom hasn't been throwing, Kevin. The, the only reason I'm bringing that up is let's just say around the All-Star break, DeGrom comes back and he looks dominant and Max Scherzer is healthy. There's a legitimate chance for me that as you see the summer go where the Dodgers are that favorite right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a plus 460, that starts to get eaten into it by the Mets because then you're realizing – these two teams are going to have to play each other before they even get mm -hmm. to the World Series. But if you match up in the playoffs, and let's just say Clayton Kershaw is not healthy and it's Walker Bueller as your top guy, but then you see the Mets rolling out Scherzer and DeGrom, that's going to be yeah. tough here. So I think the Mets might be the only team that can nip at the heels for the Dodgers. I mean, look, I think the reason why it would be tough for the Yankees to jump the Dodgers is because of the separations of the league. So I think, right, it's almost like the Mets would have to kind of make those inroads yes. to start here. But the Yankees have started again. They've started to chop into that price a little bit. You see the Yankees number is up to 6-1. to one. And let me let me bring the Yankees into the mix here for a second because I want to talk about that AL uh, MVP race. It's going to tie into to Mike Trout, uh, who yesterday was, was fantastic. But so is Aaron Judge. Let me start with the Aaron Judge thing. Aaron Judge goes out there, four for five at the plate, three RBIs, Two home runs, two monster home runs in this baseball game, and a couple of extra base hits. You know, he had, he had another double on top of that there. Judge, to me, is really going to, I think, put to the test how much a voter is going to value the team's success. The Yankees are the best team in Major League Baseball, and Aaron Judge is a big part of that now. A league-leading 14 home runs. He's got 30 RBIs. Batting well above 300 now with that big day at the plate. Do you think Judge is how legit to you is Aaron Judge in this market, co fate or co second choice with Trout at five to one? I think he's very valid in this market. And I'm going to get back to the original points that I've been making all along. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, they're going to split some votes, and that's going to hurt. And if the Yankees end up with the best record in baseball, a team in New York City, and being that number one seed in the playoffs, and oh, yes. Aaron Judge hitting eh, 45 to 50 home runs. Also, let's take a step back, too. When you talk about betting on yourself, how about being in the New York market and saying, hey, I don't mm -hmm. really think uh, this salary that I'm going to get here from the New York Yankees, even though it's over 200, what, 25 million, 250 million is enough here. How about going back to the negotiating table going, let me just sit this MVP award down right next to you, Brian Cashman, and uh, see if that ups the ante just a little bit. So he's having one of those seasons, which yeah. looks like it could be incredible for his bank account, but also at the same time, the Yankees are good. The Yankees are in a big market, and also Otani and Trout going to split some votes. That really helps Aaron Judge. So here's the interesting thing, right? Again, so Trout is having an awesome start to the year. If you're if you're an uh, advanced analytics guy in Major League Baseball, you'll, it'll be no surprise to you. War, it's Trout, it's Trout, it's Trout, right? He he's comfortably got that lead. And by the way, it's not just you know wins above replacement. The guy's now hitting 325 after a three for four uh, day at the dish yesterday. Second OPS in Major League Baseball, ten homers, twenty one RBIs. Mike Trout has been fantastic. Mike Trout again, and Aaron Judge both five to one. I got to tell you, I think both of these guys right now should be in front of Shohei. I know what Shohei does is unique. I know neither one of them can do what Shohei Otani does. 
But forget the split the vote conversation for a second here. Isn't it hard to repeat? I know Jokic did it, but we were saying it all season long. It's hard to repeat, right? Isn't it a little difficult for Otani now? Expectations change a little bit because I got to tell you, his numbers, you put them side by side, even with that pitching boost, we're not talking the same. Shohei's, uh, Shohei's the power hitter of the bunch. He's got the fewest home runs of them. And his batting average is at a 255. Listen, 315 and 325 for the other two guys here. I think the Otani number is basically providing you value on Trout and Judge right now, both again at that 5-1 to one marker. I hear you. I do hear you. And it's hard to win back-to-back awards here, but I even have been saying all along, if Otani is half as good as what he was last year, he's still the MVP of the American League because what he does is so special. A very good pitcher on the mound and a very good hitter on the plate. You can't overcome that. If you're Aaron Judge, what do you have to do? I don't know, close a couple games. If you're Mike Trout, go out there after the All-Star break. Hey, Skip, I can give you six to seven innings here a week. Just put me in in middle relief so I can try to get some of those votes away from Otani. Now, we know that's not going to happen happen with Trout and Aaron Judge. But at the same time, if Otani is an above-average pitcher and above-average hitter, he should be the MVP. Nobody has done this. So it's almost like the Russell Westbrook effect that we talked about. Oh, man, it's really hard to get a triple-double. Hey, this guy did it for a whole season. Wow! Best thing I've ever seen. Next season, averages a triple-double. Hey, you know what? That's that's old news Mm -hmm. at this point here. Guys that can pitch and hit, that's old news at this point. Unless we get to that, Shohei Otani is the MVP. It's going to be... He's got to do more at the plate, though. He's got to do. He's got to. He's got to do significantly more. I, I would even argue at the plate. Like, let's not. For, last year he basically, and I know he ended up didn't. Fi, he didn't finish it because somehow Otani was like irrelevant for the last like six weeks of baseball. But Otani was, you know, he felt like home run leader, all those different things. Mm-hmm. And, and then you paired it with the pitching there. He's got to do more uh, on the offensive side. I tell you, one team that uh, did a lot on the offensive side. My goodness, man, five home runs for the Houston Astros in the second inning, all coming against Nathan Eovaldi. Listen, you can make this about the Houston Astros if you want. We can talk about them if you want. The Boston Red Sox ace went out there and got hit for five home runs in one inning. If that doesn't speak to the state of the Boston Red Sox, I don't know what does. No, it's, if you take a look at Nathan Eovaldi and how many these numbers that we extrapolate, right? How does the XFIP numbers factor into a guy that goes in inning, or excuse me, what? In inning and two-thirds, six earned runs, five home runs, no Ks? That's going to be a pretty heavy one there on the XFIP number next time around we start to match up some of these Eovaldi props. But at the same time, did we, but did we get the new baseballs delivered to Boston last night? Is that what finally happened here? Rob Manfred mm-hmm. said, you know what? Let's put this. We just got this new batch of balls. Let's test it out in Boston. Oh, how about this? Home runs galore here by the second inning. And maybe they put in the other baseballs after that big inning. Who knows at this point here? But it's nice to see in baseball. But at the same time, yeah, if that is your ace that's getting tattooed for five home runs in the second inning, as you said, at 14 and 22 on the season, it's going to be a long summer in Boston. And here's the, is it not a fair takeaway though, to say that Alex core has to be feeling some level of defeated though, who gets left out there to give up five home runs in one inning? Like Don't you worry, go through, I'm gonna right. get it right. I'm going to get it right. Skip. But, but, I'll turn this around get a couple more batters. Like, you know, like in, in the over when, when you're playing in hockey, and a goalie gives up three goals. Like, it's something. Yeah. Like, All right, man. Like, Igor Stastakin's getting pulled in playoff games one goalie of the year. We're out here game number 36 of the Boston Red Sox season. And, of course, I got, I got to trust my guy. I, I got to let him go out there and rock. Is that how much it, it, lack of faith there is in the bullpen? I mean, did he basically at that point say, I mean, we're done anyway. It's 7-1. What, di- what difference does it make here? I mean, the guy was getting tattooed batter after batter. And he just lets him go out there. Now, let me give the Astros their credit here uh, because, you know, we've been excited for this start to the Los Angeles Angels season because it looks like it's going to lead to some playoff baseball for Trout and Otani. But here, here are the Houston Astros again, right? Like 24-13, and 13, second best record in the American League, just continuing to chug along. Offense is starting to heat up here, putting results up on the board consistently, doing it on the road now, 15-9 away from Houston. Give the Astros credit. They've completely taken back their status as favorites in the AOS, up to a minus 210 price here, and they're playing fantastic baseball. 
No, they certainly are. And right, hey, they cheat at home. That's why they stink on the road. Well, they're 15 and 9 on the road. And they just hit, you know, bomb after bomb last night in Boston. But getting back to Nathan Eovaldi here, how many times do we sit on the show and say, come on, Skip? Your pitcher's about to do something historic. You can't pull from the game. He's going to throw no hitter. Maybe this was the opposite way going, hey, look, you give up one more home run, you're going to have the all-time mark here in mm -hmm. one inning here throughout 120-plus years of Major League Baseball. Or if you were the skip, you go, hey, look, you gave up three. Let's not let this get out of hand. You clearly don't have it tonight. But leaving him out there repeatedly to get shelled at a nine spot. He gave up a nine spot in the second inning. Mm -hmm. That's pretty incredible. Not how you draw it up, certainly. Uh, if you are the Boston Red Sox here. Uh, one of the big standalone performances uh, yesterday, I think, had to be Jose Barrios. Seven innings of work. He did give up six hits and two walks, but no runs clean. Struck out four. Only 91 pitches in those seven innings there. It was a 3 nothing win for Toronto. Why that feels important, he entered that game with a 5-8-2 ERA. This is a guy this team last year brought over the deadline. They hoped that they could get ace potential out of him. You lose Robbie Ray, maybe, you know, Barrios isn't going to be your ace, right? Kevin Galsman's off to a great year. We know Manoa as well. I, I got you. But Barrios can't be going out there and giving up six runs each and every outing. That felt like a big performance for Toronto and Barrios to see him finally go out there and pitch a clean baseball game. And on the heels of Yusei Kikuchi having a good night as well. This is something that you want to talk about since we, you know, the AL East, right? The Yankees are on top. The praise that I was giving the Yankees earlier in the season, hey, look at this, Kevin. They're winning games here by starting pitching in bullpen, and their bats haven't even woken up yet. Well, say what you want about the Toronto Blue Jays. Having the same year as the Yankees, not necessarily. There's only 20 and 17 here. But if you're going to win these games for the Blue Jays, you know, 3-1, to 3-0, to 2-1 type style games from your guys that you anticipate. Because Barrios hasn't been having a good season. This has to be good for him. Kikuchi's one of those guys who have fourth or fifth starter, just give us some innings. And if he's pitching well, the top of the rotation guys who are already pitching well, that could sort of have a steamroll effect. And sooner or later, the Toronto Blue Jays lineup is going to wake up. It's nice to win games where you know you can lean on your pitching and you just don't have to outslug everybody. Yeah. Let me also bring this up here. You talk about pitching performances from yesterday. Dylan Cease at it again. Uh, after striking at 11 Yankees in a game where he really wasn't that good. He gave up six runs in only four innings, right? He comes back five and two-thirds, right? No earned run, no runs whatsoever, strikes out nine batters. He now has struck out the most batters of anybody this year in Major League Baseball at 67. This guy is up to plus 850 to win that AL Cy Young. Man, the White Sox just find a way when you talk about having an ace at the top end of that rotation there. We know that they're still waiting for some guys to get back, but, man, that is some impressive stuff there from Dylan Cease. We take a break. We'll come right back. It's the early line on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The legends are true! But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny! Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
bring up the ice quickly here before we get to hour number two. Started the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs yesterday. Double unders is what stood out to me right away, Donnie. Listen, it's not, it's, and I don't even know if that's as much as, oh, ebbs and flows. Of course, everybody was betting overs, right? But everybody was telling me game seven, hey, expect unders, right? Everything's tighter. Everyone's a little closer to the best. Well, we're now in the second round, right? It's the opening game of a series. I can't sit here and tell you, oh, I, I knew it was going to be double unders. But I don't think it's the most surprising thing in the world that we saw some lower-scoring hockey yesterday. No, ebbs and flows, and it's going to happen here. And typically, again, as you get deeper into the playoffs, you're also taking a look at maybe those legs, Kevin, aren't as fresh as what they were even a series before. And now you ratchet up the intensity here. This is what you get. Now, they got five goals combined here in the Lightning Panthers game. Two very good offenses. We'll see if they can certainly get after it there. Same thing with the Avalanche. Very good offense, only three goals in their game. If we look at the next four games listed here on the FanDuel Sportsbook in the NHL, Kevin, six, six and a half, six and a half, and six and a half. And also keep in mind, two of those games, which are going to take place on Thursday, the carbon copy of what we saw last night, the Lightning and the Panthers, the Blues and the Avalanche, those are both six and a half overs, Kevin, heavily juiced. Mm -hmm. Minus 132 on the over for the Lightning game and a minus 140 in the Blues game. So they're anticipating goals here, or at least expecting them. I think the the really interesting thing now is, is how does it carry over to today, right? You mentioned those totals. Uh, firstly, with that Rangers series, I think the thing that's super interesting is, again, the, the MVP of all goalies, right? Um, Igor Shostak and the Rangers goalie. Not what you anticipated from him in that opening series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. If the Rangers got, a, got away with one, and he goes out there and over there, you know, it's a seven-game series, however long it takes, it takes. He can stand on his head in the way that – remember last year with Carey Price? Basically, that was all we would talk about when mm -hmm. we were talking about the Montreal Canadiens. Everything was about Carey Price. If everything's about Sturstaken, that turns the corner. The second thing to take a look at, Oilers, Flames, Connor McDavid. Six of the seven games versus the Kings, he had two-plus points. That number is, again, one and a half against Calgary. Can that continue for the best player in the NHL? Hour two, coming up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.